Hello, wherever you are. I am the curator, and welcome to another episode of Touching the Past, where the past touches you. Today, the subject is very dear to my heart. In fact, so dear, I'm getting a slight erection. The subject... The subject... The subject... The subject, the subject, the subject, the subject, the subject is history. I'm just going to mop myself up. I hope you enjoy it. History. What is history? Some people say it's stuff that happened after the Paleolithic, Mesolithic, Neolithic, Chacolithic, Bronzolithic, Ionolithic, something about plasticines here, and I can't believe it's not butter. Oh, hang on, that's not a period. What's going on here? Oh, I've somehow written it on an old shopping list. I'm not redoing it, though. I've spent enough time on this bloody rubbish as it is. OK, I'm just going to do it. All right, do your editing or whatever you do. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. I, I can't believe it's not butter. No. Um. However, nowadays we refer to things that happened in the past as the olden days, and things that happen at the moment as nowadays. This can be confusing, and I personally think they should go back to giving names to different times in Earth history, like they did with the Plasticine thingy. Oh, anyway, I digress. History actually began in 1662, when a chap called Samuel Flagg realised that he had no idea what happened in the past. He could have sworn that something had happened a dozen toilet rolls ago, but he had no proof of it, mainly because memory wasn't invented until 1825. So he came up with a cracking new idea of writing things down in a book. Now, our Samuel was a bit of a narcissist, so he called his book My Story and went on to write 300 volumes before dying at the ripe old age of 89 of two tins of baked beans with sausages. However, it was only after that the vast chronicle village life was discovered by his fellow villagers. And so impressed were they by being able to find out what they did last Tuesday, they built a giant library to house all the volumes and called it the library of his story. People came from far and wide, if they could remember to catch the bus or whatever they had back then, to look at this new marvel of science. Then whether it was just laziness or their lack of memory, they would leave the town and tell everybody about the marvellous library of history. They explained what it was all about until eventually all accounts of things that had happened in the past were called history. Now then, who said that podcasts were crap and had no educational worth? I certainly did. History went from strength to strength. And by the 1700s, the craze for history swept right across Europe. People just couldn't stop writing down what they were doing. In fact, it was not unusual to find an invitation to a history ball thrust into one's pickled gherkins while walking down the street, or to be accosted by dubious sellers of false history while taking a dump out of a window. That's the sort of thing they did back then, dirty bastards. Eventually, Parliament intervened with the History Act, which tightly regulated what history could be written and sold. 
Sadly, the act only led to widespread history riots and a call for the then Prime Minister to be killed in the face. Sadly, we have no name for the PM. Uh, nobody wrote it down, you see, but it was probably something to do with armpits or something. They all were, really. Happily, the government eventually saw sense and scrapped the act altogether in favour of another which restricted history writing to wood-panelled rooms in buildings with a south-facing tin of pilchards. The seeds were sown for a revolution in the way humanity would record its past, and it was not long until the first history millionaire was declared in the Times list of people who could actually read. Before long, every child knew the names of all the kings and queens of Hull, and what happened when King Harold burned some witches on a cake. History was out in the world, and before long humanity was enriched by it. They learned the mistakes of the past and never repeated them. This is now why we live in a utopia, where war and suffering no longer form the background of our everyday lives. However, my friend, I must leave you now to write more history and to take my afternoon pills. Farewell, fellow travellers in history, and until we meet again, a tin of luncheon meat. <laughs>